I appreciate that, but you know the the test is to to answer to my. Uh, look, let me tell you about question. my school in history. I got banned from all New York City public schools, so that'll tell you a little bit about me and compliance. <laughs> but that's why I'm here now. I have a I little thing with authority. I didn't fit in the box. <laughs> the views expressed on this recording are solely those of the artist, and by no means do we encourage or condone violence against law officials. Oh. It's for you. It's for you. I love that intro music so much. Is that the intro for every episode? It is the intro for every episode. Strong. Uh, The title is Fuck the Police. I don't think I've ever said it actually on the pod i'm also just hoping that somebody wants to search it or asks me about it but nobody has the title is fuck the police for those listening we were just talking about the police and i thought it was a great time to start the pod and who's the artist jay dilla one of my top five top five top five detroit's finest damn right donuts donuts that's right you know they have a donut shop now in detroit his brother opened it right yeah um, it's pretty delicious. Anyways, welcome to Blue Cheese. I'm Ebony L. Haynes. This is episode number 15. Oh, wow. It's, a, it's a quinteta. You know, it's a quinteta. Quinceanera. Quinceanera. Look at my guest jumping in. You're a natural, son. <laughs> I'm so excited to welcome the one and only... John Gray. John Gray, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, Ebony. Thank you for coming. A lot of heavy action going on. It's wild out here. We're in New York. <laughs> it's popping. It's popping. It's, it's nighttime. They outside. They outside. We inside trying to record, but that's cool. Keep side it. talk. It's side talk New York out there. <laughs> How right much now. do you fucking love side talk? Every time I see it, I love it. Have you, you ever know? seen it live? Have you ever seen it real? Nah, I haven't, but I want to know those people. Me too. Side Talk, come on this podcast if you're listening. That would be so dope. Side Talk and Crime Faces are amazing. But I feel like I'm always... It's almost, do you guys know um, like Snuffleupagus? That's like a... Uh, Sesame Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are always... They always kind of just miss him. You know, I feel like Side Talk, like, I was just there. I was just in Washington Square Park. How did I miss these lights and crowd of people talking your phone? Anyways, welcome to Blue Cheese. The podcast where we start with a song and just talk and see where we're going. And we, I just, you know, want to officially shout out Psy in the room. What's up, Psy? Psy, what up? Sound engineer to the stars. Taryn in the room. What's up, Taryn? Bang, bang. Co-producer, editor, researcher to the stars. What's up, Taryn? So, we start with a song, John. You gave one of the best replies by answering super quickly when I say, when I say, what is a song that you are currently listening to or a regular go-to? It's the same prompt, people. I give the same sentence to every guest. And most people are quick with it, with the reply, but not everyone. But you were refreshingly quick. So I'm gonna play your song of choice for today. I'm going to play a good snippet for the people listening, and then we're just going to chat. 
All right, let's go. All into right, it. let's do it. said this before a few times i wish we had a video stream podcast I'm trying to go breakfast you trying to go dream, dream I'm, tr- I'm trying Char- to go Charmaine. i'm trying to show joe budden how to do a podcast properly okay i hate that podcast i never really was able to get super into it i really tried i like i was i'm like a Super, I was like a Joe Budden fan, just music-wise, but the pod really just... Anyways, that's for another talk. I ran into his father on the bus in my neighborhood, probably like 2001, 2002, when he was just starting to pop in the Bronx. He was like, yeah, my son's a rapper, Joe Budden. And I was like... Word? I was like on the bus, like going to the other side of my neighborhood to sell some nickel bags of weed and shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Like 15 to 16. Well, for everyone listening, this is Pink Panties. Yes, Pink Panties. We, we didn't get to play my favorite part. Well, let's play it. Let's play it. We're going to play some more. Let's okay. do it right now. Okay. Here's I'll more t- for I'll the people. You. All I'll right, tell, tell me what it is. I'll tell you. After after he drops the bars, I'll be like, yeah, those are the bars. Okay, great. Just to take you on a trip and keep it play upon my soul in these condoms Been time, little bitch, lay up at the crib on some Seinfeld shit We overdo for some fucking We, o- we overdo for some sucking huh. we, we overdo, we overdo, we overdo, we overdo, we overdo, bitch There's so much I love about Baby Keem So I, many flows So many flows um this song conjured up a lot of thoughts of people before baby came but for those listening who are not familiar this is from an album called the melodic blue which just dropped this year yeah like last friday oh very new that's why i haven't listened to this yeah it's super fresh um i'd seen on instagram that it dropped but i haven't paid attention to every song but to put it into let me see to give people a point of reference like my lovely editor Taryn. This is one of her favorite songs. Y'all might know this one. 
Bitch sit on my face, I attack that Choose up, Lil John, I'm finna pack him When it comes to my bitch, I'm straight active Dirt ball in the coup, smoking cat piss Orange Soda, that's from his sec. I think it's the second Yeah, I, I, Die From My Bitch Yeah, that, that's his like first tape, right? I think it's his second, but I don't, don't quote me. Okay, yeah, it's good. Orange Soda uh, really good. I think good. it's his second mixtape. Um, Orange Soda's really good. And he is Kendrick Lamar's Little cousin. cousin. Yeah, Baby Keem. Baby Keem. So here's what happened when I listened to the song. I started thinking about, first, immediately your text when you sent it was like not the most popular choice for the moment or some, you know, well, something like, to that Not effect. politically not correct. Not politically Cause, correct. Cause just like, you know, coming on a show... Some misogynist lyrics. Totally. Like, you know. But. I he, wasn't going to be strategic. Like, oh, let me. I'm like, this is what I'm fucking. I love this, this, this Mozart track. This is what I'm listening to right now. This is like when I'm in the whip with the homies. Where was we just at? Where was I just at? I think I was in New York. My man, like I mentioned earlier, my man Joshua Woods, he, he was visiting from Paris. And when the tape dropped, like we got to that record. And it, the beat was just knocking. The flows were different. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking with this. And the lyrics, I'm like. I can relate. That's why I said perfect, though, when you texted it, because what's the phrase I want to use, John? I don't claim to be, you know, the, the, the phrase hip hop head is thrown around a bit too much. So I don't want to claim that I'm more or less of one than someone else. But I get into these heated debates often with the crew okay. around music and politically correct lyrics and, you know, ghost writing versus not ghost writing what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to act or what your album should be like as an artist and these weird like registers that we hold MCs to for arbitrary reasons mm -hmm. like why you know and I immediately thought of our friend Aubrey our friend <laughs> what's up Aubrey Drake's Drizzy new album Drake. Drizzy Drake's new album certified lover boy um you know, I also have been thinking while I was I so I biked over here and have been peacefully preparing for your arrival. And I was thinking about how much I talk about Drake. That's a lot. And Kanye and how much I enjoy shitting on Rick Ross and J. Cole. And I feel like when I, I you see that <laughs> on your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should start a thing where if I talk about Drake or Kanye, like you need like a sound like, effect, you know, I sh I do. I need. I was just you saying this too. Drops. I need like a drop. You need the soundboard, here. yeah. But we should have a game, like a bingo game for listeners at home, or like every episode, if I say a certain amount, a certain amount of times, and you get it in a line. I don't know, but um. So you're not fucking with Kanye. No, I fuck with Kanye. Oh, you hard. fuck with Kanye. Yeah, yeah. And I again, this like politically correct situation of when he says some unsavory shit and I don't want to, I wish I didn't have to openly support him. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to, I got to keep it real. It's like that nigga was so inspirational for me and I still see his genius in moments of perhaps clouded. Ignorance. He's on some fuck shit. Um, but I can't dismiss what he's done. Duality is a real thing, you know? Absolutely. And, and a lot of truths, truths, ah, truths, whatever the right way to pr pronounce that is, that can right. exist at one time, right? Yeah. It could be multiple truths at one time. So he could be great. He could be an idiot. Like. And also yeah. being, being 
receptive to somebody's subjective experiences. Like, we don't know what that fool is going through right now. I mean, you know, be empath like empathy. Like, let's have some empathy for our people or mm -hmm. just anybody that you respect. Understand that they can't be the same all the time and maybe there's something going on you don't see. Yeah, and I think my background, at least, like, I, I just, I guess I walk through with, with I'm probably very hard on people, but I also could give people grace, right? Because I know some people that are like perfect gentlemen and great humans that have definitely shot people, <laughs> right? And I'll fuck with them. Those are like my friends. So so I'm not like quick to just chop somebody because they do something that might not be a great thing to do, you know? And I've done like things that aren't great. So, And I know with evolution and like how things change, the more you are exposed and experience and live, so. And that's Kanye, right? I mean, I mean, for me, I was when he was backpack and polo shirt. I mean, he changed the world of hip hop for me in a way that was very real. He was producing before he had a record deal. Anyways, I'm getting off of Certified Lover Boy. What I wanted to say was. I like like three songs on that record. What's the song I was thinking of? Him and Future just might need to do another collab album. I mean, they're basically doing one on this album. <laughs> Drake is yeah. like going to a restaurant and just getting the same order every time, right? It's like you know what you're going to get. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, he's, you know, he's found it and he's perfected it mm -hmm. and he's doing it. Rasheed Johnson, you know, like when you see those figures that like he does, it's like it's the same figure over and over, but he might change the color mm. or the material but it's the same figure so i feel like it's similar to drake that's an interesting comparison i just saw his show recently and my friend was like oh man he kept painting the same thing over but i'm like and my friend is not like in the art world per se they're just starting to collect but i'm like no nah, that's like it's it's something i think very profound in repeating you know, and then finding the nuances and the differences in the sameness. I totally agree because I feel a little off put when any kind of artist feels the need or is encouraged to like reinvent because then I'm sad. I'm like, oh, I was so down with what you were just doing. I, I wish you were just going to continue mining that or remix it a little, mm -hmm. but that makes me feel like I was off the mark for liking the original. And now you're, re you know, like keep it a little consistent. I mean, Drake's so consistent. You could cookie cutter the next album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody said you could just take all his albums and pour all the tracks on the floor and then just pick them up and compile them. And you might not know where everything. That came sounds from. like a great exercise. <laughs> that could be your next B side. Let me write this down. I'm going to give you that gem for free. The next one, I'm going to send an invoice. <laughs> that might be a special edition. <laughs> you know, when I was young, I used to... Um, we're still young. We're still young. I'm when I was younger, me too. When I was young, in my younger days, I used to daydream about running into my favorite producer, rapper, artist of the moment, and would... You know, like I have this dream scenario that I'd be listening to the album and or I'm in my car and I'm playing it and somebody in their camp hears it or something. And I would always have it like in my in my dream scenario, we're having a great conversation. And for some reason, they want to know my opinion about the album. Of course, they don't. But in my dream scenario, they do. And I used to 
do this um, very nerdy thing with every album I loved, but would reorganize the songs for why I think a certain song should have started the album instead of the one that did. Artists and repertoire, early early A and R vibes. Early A and R. I wanted to be A and R so bad. I wanted. I worked at Universal. I was like street team, like wheat pasting posters, waiting to try and be A and R. Yeah. Um, but A and R is weird now because people don't really need A and R the way they used to. But Kanye and Drake, I often had um, reorganized track lists. But Pink Panties by Baby Keem reminded me of inappropriate lyrics by artists I love, including the most recent, Certified Lover Boy. Where's the song he's talking about Metro housing? Oh, fuck it, and send it back to Metro housing? Yeah. That is... Um Damn. Come on. Let me look at, let me look at, and, and people in, like me, I could use the law of deduction and know that that means the projects, but that's a very Canadian term, I think. It is. Because we don't, we don't call the projects metro housing and. No. It's the joint with, it's the, it's way too sexy. It's way too sexy no, with Future. Not no, yet. No, it's the other Future song. Nah, it's way too sexy. Trust me. It is. It is this song. I'm sorry. I was just convinced it couldn't be the fucking title track. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. I'm feeling too sexy to accept requests. And I'm way too sexy to go unprotected. Way too sexy. And she popped a Tesla, now she gonna let you. Okay, alright, that's fine, okay. Think we got too sexy for that metro housing. Diamond popped out, almost swallowed 60,000. Section need more things in here, I like it crowded. I like it crowded too. Whoa. Yeah, I like it crowded. Oh, you like the boy? Well, tell me what you like about him. You, know. you a turned a little thotty, ain't no wife about it. I'm going to fuck a friend and send it back, back to Metro Housing. You know, so. I wonder if he's sending it back in the Uber. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I'm singing along with these lyrics. I will. I, I am hesitant to disclaim too much information here. I'll just say that Metro Housing hits close to home. And you guys can take that wherever you want. But like, you know. You're rapping about it with fucking future and young thug. And, and you've never lived in the project. And projects. you've never lived in the project. You're from, you're like from the fucking Burbs. Forest Hills. I know where you're from. You know what I mean? Like I don't know too much about the area, but But it's the it's the I Burbs. can tell by the fabric. Yeah. That it's not metro housing. And the idea that it's cool to talk about like fucking these women and then like sending them back. Like there's very little to but I'm I mean, th- when the song came out, I remember posting, and I was like, the perfect song exists, like fucking future Drake and Young Thug on the same track, like before. So I grapple with this, too, of like, how much do I hold these people accountable? And like, um, you know, you're you have a whole minute and 30 seconds where you're shouting out cities in Texas. Like, how tone deaf are you f- to not release something about what's just happening in Texas? All your exes live there. Maybe you should check on them. Cause shit's popping off. And he, and, Damien Hurst, and I feel on. like he's. Not, yeah, I was just. <laughs> I don't want to disclose too much either on this, but, um, 
I was definitely hollered at about some of the artwork. But I don't think Drake has ever like touched on anything. I think he spoke about that in an in a interview with Rap Radar, right? He he doesn't, I guess, dabble metal in the realm of humanity, I guess, outside of music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, he gave away a lot of money in the guys playing music videos, so I don't know. But, yeah, I just, you know... But it's, it's also measuring our expectations of, like... That's very good point, John. Who these people are. Like, What's my expectation If I go of to Drake? the barbershop, I'm not expecting to leave with a poignant view on politics or things that I care about in the world, right? So... Or or a view of politics that comes from somebody with a different experience. You should see the Trump memes my barber sends me because he's like, he can't vote because he got felonies and shit, but he's definitely like a Trump supporter. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, dog, stop sending me this shit, man. Like, And I get tired of the arguments. I'm like, All right, you know what? Your vote doesn't count, but... I mean... I I think you you really hit something there with like what are my expectations like what are my expectations of Drake, should I expect him to do the right thing and put out a new album cover when they just announced that abortions are illegal in Texas and you have a bunch of pregnant women on your cover, by an old, young British artist. And, you say all your exes live in Texas and you have a whole song where you shout out songs in cities in Texas like I mean, there's a lot of like potential moments. Basically, it's maybe I'm hoping for an artist I he respect. He needs someone like you on the team. He like, needs someone like me on the team. Point, pr- point of perspective, <coughs> point of view, you know? Yo, Oliver. You know Oliver? What's up? <laughs> I don't know them personally, but... Future the Prince, holla, holla Future, at. what's up? Put me on the team. Let's it's get a, that new cover six, going. Get the six get goddess the six, on deck. I'm saying. It's just like, it could be such a great moment for someone to do something great with their power. I think artists and people in pop culture sometimes think that, like, an artist doing their cover is going to push artists, their career forward in their respective realm where it doesn't necessarily translate. And you would probably be able to speak more intelligently on this than me, but I'm like, an artist that's, like, has their own acclaim and is on their own journey, I don't know if doing an album cover really moves the needle for them and what they're trying to do with their practice, you mm-hmm. know? Because just popularity isn't always, isn't doesn't always equal impact or even finances. It doesn't necessarily translate into more paper, <laughs> you know? I feel like that's an issue too with when um, certain creative, like let's just say musicians, in want are interested in engaging with visual artists and there's this skewed sense of who's giving who the leg up well, my thing with these artists, though, it's like, it's just for me, too, like, and I feel like this is part of my work, you know, because I move in some of these circles and on peripheral. But it's like, can we just, like, do something different from the Philippe Child, like, from the low-hanging, whack, corny, like, luxury, white supremacist fruit, just like, because it's, it's not lit. Like, can we, can we do something, no offense to Nobu, but it's like, can we spend our money somewhere else, like? Jay did a good job, right? Because he went from Picasso baby to having like a Derek Adams behind him in his New York Times mm-hmm. profile piece. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's just open the dialogue and leave like this realm of, frankly, whiteness mm-hmm. and like spend our money elsewhere. And like, 
I know Damien Hirsch probably going to make a shitload of money off those NFTs. He did some NFTs with it, I think. Oh, he did? It's just interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything particular to call out, but I do think that even people like B and J and Swizz and very visible um, cultural players in the music and visual art world Sometimes just speaking my truth, I wish there was a little bit more, I wish it felt like they were a little bit more interested or like invested in discovery sometimes. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to like shit on anything that they've already done and it's already, it's completely genuine and I know that they're interested in and invested, but for somebody who works a lot with more emerging or perhaps people who don't have like an auction sale and maybe i i want to introduce them to something even you know more exciting i will say i've seen swizz definitely lurking on some artist pages that don't have a lot of followers or aren't known i'm sure yeah so so i I, i'll say that for them but then yeah because i've seen it i'll be like oh man (laughs) fuck (laughs) this dude knows um but but not yeah I get that and I think that's the work like folks like you are doing and and I think opening up a lane because it's still like a lot of these folks even though it's like a black artist with a paintbrush like the advisors might be white or the galleries yeah that, they, they, most they, of the times yeah. the galleries are white because it's pretty much that's all the, the galleries are white yeah. right so which is always such a challenge for me because I just feel like it's a weird thing you know for me as a as a as a a black person that's probably somewhat I like to think of myself as a revolutionary. I'm just like, why? Yeah, what? <laughs> I mean, you have done it in your own way. I mean, you collect, you also support, and uh, you advocate for, and don't come from a place of like traditional practice of like gallery advisor collector. It's all it's a it's you've created your own hybrid. Right. So. I remember the first time I saw some of the collection. I think we were in the Bronx. Oh, when you we yeah, did that. When y'all were doing the, the we we did the fake brunch. We did the fake brunch. We couldn't, couldn't eat. eat the delicious food, but I did get a I did get a jar of Hot scotch sauce, bonnet right? pepper oh, sauce yeah, yeah. to bring home, See? which was delicious, and I ate it all. We'll we'll, we'll get you on the next reel. Please that's do. The, that's the burn side. We, For anybody listening who's not familiar, which you will be by my post and promoting of this episode but john is one element of ghetto gastro the ghetto gods from the bronx who do amazing food tings food tings guy star you know my toronto slang can come out quick (laughs) (laughs) gallist (laughs) certified yo that that gallist song is the shit though (laughs) wasn't that guy from the bronx maybe it's a new it's a newer song right Someone, someone just remixed it right I don't know, but I remember Funk Flex, <coughs> who I'm not a fan of, was playing it and was like, yo, this guy's from the Bronx, shout out. When I was like, oh, this guy's from the Bronx, word, he must have Caribbean descent. And he's talking about Gallus. Yeah, yeah, because my boy, my boy, Maddie, shout out to my man, Babel, um, who works with Drizzy. Canada, what's up, Maddie? You know, what's up, Maddie, you, you know, you know, Babel? Yeah, you know? Yes. So, so yeah, he, he's like, he's the one that's like, Gallus. He always <laughs> I have to say, you know, one goal for this pod should be to have a, a few Canadian artists in the room and just and like Toronto specific and just put on the twang. 
like let's talk like we're in scarborough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's pretend let's just bring it let's home. just bring like just like lean into the weird slang okay yeah i want to i want to know more about it uh it's weird how it i mean it was such a huge part of my life when drake and like cardi um you know the artist chuck claire i don't Socrates, Chuckler, Cardinal official. I remember Cardinal. He's the first. He was the first to get to 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 get some play broadcast. over here. Yeah, Socrates also was pretty early, but didn't really bring in that Caribbean twang. But when Drake started doing it like really hard on the album, I was like, oh word! Started saying star again. And for us, it's weird because <laughs> it's like, what does this dude talk like? What? It's <laughs> such a weird language, but I mean, you know, it's a, to be fair, it's a different country. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it is. It, it feels very close, but we are a different it's culture. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole different thing. Random segue. Here's another song that came into my head when I played "Pink Panties" by Baby Keem. Yeah. <laughs> my baby left me. spelling of it it's spelled put it in your mouth you know what i mean i mean people were i remember um sneaking into clubs and when i really was trying to i don't know what i was trying to do be a dj be down with people i thought were cool and they were playing at parties and this song would come on and i was singing these lyrics at the top of my lungs and when you think about that it's like why why am I singing these lyrics? But all of a sudden it's okay because it's in the context of the jam. Um, I'm not going to play these songs on this moment of speaking with you, but if y'all catch the B side, which will be your custom playlist, there are also some great tracks I've been thinking about with like questionable lyrics that people sing without thinking Janet Jackson's in there for everyone interested, so catch the B-side. But we sing these lyrics. It's like, I'm singing, put... I'm like, you're at the club, you're like, put it in my mouth. She said, put it... And like, it's the jam. It's Pink part pennies. Of, it's a part of life, though. Orange soda. It's like, sit on my face. And you're like, you're like singing. And Drake wants to like, fuck you and send you back to Metro Housing. And you're like, in the strip club, like jamming to it. And you're like, that's kind of wrong, but it's okay. Why is it okay? It's I mean, entertain- it's kind of okay. It's, it's entertainment. Enter- it's entertainment, and it's like a really a real part of life, right? Somebody right now somewhere is putting it in their mouth. <laughs> they, I, I mean, I... And vice versa with Baby versa, King. Like somebody's... Totally. Getting their face sat on. Like, so it's... 
but why does and this is really a serious question because I give it a I give it a bligh. Shout out Toronto slang. I was like, is that a thing? Is I was like, a... translate that for me. <laughs> <laughs> need some, some. I give um, it. You need a Toronto dictionary. I give it a bligh. I give it a pass. You know, like, um, but then is that irresponsible of me? I also feel like I, I mean, I consider myself somewhat a feminist. I'm not sure which wave, but I respect especially black femmes. And I think that bodies need to be respected and appreciated and considered. And then I go to the bar and I'm singing Akineli. I mean, duality, but it's it's like two, two truths can exist, you know? Um, And like I said, it's entertainment. Like I go watch casino. I'm not going to go blow somebody's car up or think that, it's a good idea to do so. Mm. It's just entertainment, mm-hmm. you know. Not to say that entertainment doesn't matter, and like messaging definitely translates in the real life, especially with minds that could be molded. Like I remember being young and having drama and throwing on that Mob Deep Hell on Earth album, ready to murk something, like going outside ready. Like I needed that put me in a mind state, ready to put put a hole in somebody, but. Me too, that Hell on Earth album. Have you ever read Prodigy's autobiography? You're the second person. Oh. I was with my boy Bar last week, and he's like, yo, you got to read yo, Prodigy's it's fire. book. It's so he's good. He's like, you could do the audio book, too, and hear him talking it's about it. It's so good. I'm like, all right. So, so now, th- you're the second person to recommend it. And we, he told me this Wednesday, so literally almost uh, a week. So I'm going to definitely go. And Prodigy, like Mob Deep, that was the first record. My aunt, who was an MC, my aunt Akash, she's 10 years older than me and um, 15 years younger than my mother. So she's like a big sister, right? She gave me that record. I might have just took it when I was like 13 or something from from like her collection. And I was like into it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, it became my shit. And the first album I actually purchased with my own money was the Common Sense, like Water for Chocolate. So I, I also have this duality, too, where it's like, I was on some real conscious shit. So when like Kanye and Fifty were going to battle, I remember going to Virgin Megastore at midnight, driving there. I was trapping like, I was trapping like crazy. I had the BMW three three and a quarter. My man Kyle. Wow, was with you were me. living the life I was listening to in the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Well, I was just a young cat getting money. You know, um, I think I, at that time I was eighteen or nineteen. So I remember going to the to the to the to the Virgin Megastore. Midnight, you know what I'm saying, and buying a Kanye because I was like, I'm fucking with Kanye. Like I'm, I'm really not trying to like push this gangster line. Like I remember it was a time, and this is around the same time, when I was like heavily involved in the street shit. I don't even listen to rap. Like I had stopped listening to rap. I was just listening to old school shit, Stevie Wonder, some Red Hot Chili Peppers, because my lifestyle was so aggressive. I didn't necessarily want that to be a part of my music diet, you know. Music diet. Let me write that phrase down. <laughs> you know, one of my top ten albums of all time is Stevie Wonder Talking Book album. You know what? I never listened to that whole album. It's the it's a it's a start to finish. I'm also pride myself on start to finish albums. Okay. You don't skip any song on that album. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on. When it's I leave really here. really good. Music my shit diet. is my shit is hotter in July. Oh yeah. Visions is my shit. Visions Visions is like the meditative joint where I'm like, I want to feel emo or something. I'm gonna send you talking book. It's 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 like Stevie in his. um, Came on the 80s, right? I think it was 72 actually. 
it was like Stevie on his woke if woke was a thing at the moment you know he it felt like there was like reflecting off of the Vietnam War that mm. was just rapping and like being black in America and it's really palpable it's a song Big Brother that's relevant even now anyways it's a great album okay um but Mob Deep also has a huge history for me one of my favorite songs to do during karaoke is Drink Away the Pain Mm, yeah yeah that's actually the album before hell on earth which that's, is that's, the, that's infamous. the infamous yeah yeah the infamous has that's just kind of start to finish album right there. The, the infamous the of skits, start to finish like rapping start to finish. going in start to finish i even pack my gat when i go to see my p.o start to finish one of the hardest bars it's the best ever and I mean, eye for an eye, I'm looking at the playlist right here. And Q-Tip just had a whole verse that had had nothing to do with drinking and drinking away the pain. Totally. It was all about fashion. Fashion. Yeah, Tommy Hill was my nigga. nigga. Another thing figure. How me and Hill figure used to move through a figure. I'm going to sing the whole. This is my my karaoke song. I could sing every word. That's that's the, yeah. I fuck with that song. Me too. The production is serious. So good. And Prodigy's solo album that's now not available on any streamers. I don't know why. Oh, it's not? H-N-I-C, Knock. One of my favorite songs of all time is on that joint. And why I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the name of the song. Oh, but yeah, there's just a playlist. Can't Complain. That's my shit. That's one of my favorite Prodigy records of all time. It's like a summer in New York. Oh, yeah. It's not even giving me access to it. It's a cold world. Can you, here's, here's what happened today while I was um, excitedly awaiting your arrival. Now that I know a little bit more about how music plays into your world, does it play into just like ghetto gastro's world in general? Do y'all like... What's this? Music, like is music... Oh yeah, it's is, a huge part. Yeah. I, think, I think the whole energy of what you know, being from the Bronx and just looking at like hip hop as a form of postmodernism and assemblage of taking things that typically don't go together to create a new language, that's exactly the same recipe for Ghetto Gastro. Have you ever been on the hip hop bus tour? I have not. You know, it's one of these things, like, I, I feel like even being from New York, like, I haven't been to the top of the Empire State Building. No, like, no. I think you, you take things for granted when it's in your backyard and you don't like necessarily do the same excavation like if you were visiting a place but no nah, i haven't i haven't either for full disclosure but i have friends who have taken it actually some like close homies of mine from toronto came here for one of their bachelor parties and like took a hip-hop tour bus trip around harlem and the bronx i really respect whoever that person <laughs> is to do that i would have just been taking a tour of like sin city and sue's rendezvous uh, on I the mean, bachelor they probably did that later on they probably did that later on this was like the nerdy daytime <laughs> to the debaucherous evening but you know i have a dream of creating a bike tour a wu-tang bike tour where you like go across from Brooklyn to Staten Island. Gotta be careful on Staten Island <laughs> with melanin. You know, that's, I know, but that's kind of you. Ha- you know, you take the risk. You get, you know, you get a headset, and I'm like giving. I'm like in front <laughs> on the bike, and we go through, and we take the ferry, and point out some spots. And anyways, the reason I brought up Get a Gastro is I hadn't noticed this most <laughs> fucking amazing function. Oh, on if the, y'all on the are site. listening, go to this fucking site right now. I'm going to pause for a second while you go to ghettogastro.com. Go right now. 
because it's good. I'm glad you feel good. Ghetto, 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 damn, damn. Not just sonically curated perfectly, but graphically. Like, I, I already showed, like, as soon as I was on here, I turned my computer around and showed everyone in the room, and I texted it to my current graphic designers for the new gallery. I'm like, yo, this shit's fire. <laughs> I'm glad get you fuck with get it. Get it. It's so good. Um, I can't really describe it for anyone listening. You have to go. It's um, Go play with it. Go play with it. You can play. And then I, this is the last weird diatribe I'll go on. Avenue what? Beats, who did all of the sound design on those joints. He, he, he co-produces with Switzerland. He did Murder for Excellence. Oh, word. On Watch the yep. Throne, Fancy on Drake's first album. So Fancy was great. Bronx Cat, Soundview area. What's his name? Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. Came up in the church with my boy Reggio. Shout out to Reggio. He's expecting a baby soon. Yo, I love these uh, shout outs. That's my dog. Shout out. Yo. Yo, but shout out for real though. That ghetto gastrographic with it. I mean, it's shout, so smart. Shout out to New Studio and Axe with the team that, that designed it. They, 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 they did their thing. It's so good. Uh, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's been like that. Like, every time we update the site, I'm like, we just can't. We got to keep. <laughs> you got to keep that. It's you know? so good. You got, it's like you're, it's like you play a part, like a DJ should just bring up this page. Ghetto. Damn. 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 I'm gonna I might I think everyone should mark right here I'm not gonna <laughs> buy a new hardware thing for <laughs> carts and drops I'm just gonna bring this up because this is my actual favorite <laughs> and then I started going and I was like I went through a real um, Smith and Wesson phase and then I was like oh, it's kind of soundboy burial but then I said You really about this music, like. I mean, I don't know if I'm about it more than anyone else. And then I was like, it's this. Yo, this song just never gets tired for me. Sometimes I'm on my bike and I put this song on just for some flames. I'm actually going to add it to my running playlist. You should. Just to you really should. Get that thug motivation that's also necessary. And then I have this. We are going to jump on zone. You cannot cross the border. Because we are clear, buddy. You will come, we kill you already, and you and your followers, them is no form of threat to we call when it comes to lyrics, we have it. So come! Now some guy a long time I'm warning you, telling you that my son is the roughest town around town. Now try and test my son and expect me to throw down. Withdraw yourself. Hey, badang, 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 badang. Give me now. I hope that I could live to you know, if you love a sample enough, you have to track it back to the you gotta, original. You gotta dig it. You gotta dig down to the to the dub. You have to dig it, and I'm gonna give a little teaser here right now. Your episode will have my favorite sample ever, and you have to listen to the B side to hear it. I'm ready. 
It's it's my favorite. Okay, John, we're going to do a little segment. It's the only segment I really have. I'm ready. It's really not cooked more than 30 seconds before you arrive. Um, it's a hot I love seat. a microwave situation. You love a microwave situation? Me too. I don't own one, but I love it for this context. I just own one as of September last year, my new apartment. Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty it, it comes useful. In, it comes and I'm sure handy. with motherhood, it's like... It's very helpful. <laughs> I love warming up that rice and chicken. All right. He lives on leftovers. <laughs> um, rapid fire. Let's go. Inspired by one of my favorite interviews ever between Snoop and 21 Savage. Oh, I gotta listen to it's that It's really one. good. I'll send you the YouTube clip. It's hilarious also. 21 Savage is like a fanboy nerding out with Snoop. I'll save the gems for you later. Really quick, just like you sending me your song, answer as quickly as possible. Just like keep it, you know, vibe. Vibe with the vibes. Let's uh, put some music on in the, the background. The vibes are eternal. I'm let's, ready. Let's, let's, put this, let's, let's get let's it. Let's try. Red or white? Red. Hot or cold? Hot. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Nicki Minaj or Lil' Kim? Lil' Kim. Cooked or raw? Cooked. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, cooked. Yeah, cooked. Smooth or chunky? Smooth. Soca or reggae? Reggae. Fry? No offense, I know you're training. <laughs> but true. I'm down for the carnival, though. You down for carnival? Have yeah, you been to carnival in Toronto? But I'm ready for the last Have you been lap. in Trinidad or Toronto? Not yet. Well, I, I went to Toronto when I was 13 on a summer camp trip, and my the most poignant memory I have, too. We were like, it's some amusement park. We went there. Wonderland. Wonderland. And we like, some dudes try to skip us, or we try to skip them, and they was ready to get it popping. And they were like older dudes. We were like 13. Me and my gang, we were just, I like, like was popping. Dude tried to run, jump over a garbage to get to us, fell, busted his face in front of the, on the line. Oh, we stomped him out. And then, and then it was a joint. It was a dude that had a sign. This is, I'm 13, so this is like 99, because I'm 35 now. This dude had a sign like, yo, I want money for weed. And he had the marijuana leaf drawn. And I'm like, oh, this is so, for, like, this is lit. Like, I love this city. They out here wild. And this is before um, the Yankee Stadium dude that was always asking for money, like, because I'm from the Bronx. You, if you're driving from Harlem, like, on the 155th going down that hill to get to the Bronx, like, Yankee Stadium was a dude that's like, why lie? I want a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like when the J to Y joint came out. So I saw that that's type of joint first in Toronto. So those are my Toronto memories, and I haven't missed since. I also think it's very poignant that your Toronto memory involves some kind of aggression and confrontation. That is a real Toronto experience. I love my people to death. Um, I continue. I always pause and like I'm hesitant of how much to share. But that that Toronto confrontation is real. <laughs> <laughs> and um is it like a chip on a shoulder because they it's canada and like people feel like they got to be super gangster because people sleep on canada and sleep on these cities so they like all right we're gonna turn it all the way up you know what i have to, just my my gut reaction to that is no because when i was coming up like from really important formative years for me were like 12 to 17 I didn't know shit about the States. Okay. I didn't even know y'all existed. You were a lesson in geography class. You were a rapper on, you know, in my headphones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't care to be in New York. I didn't know. I didn't want to fuck with it. There's, there's really just something that's always sort of bubbling 
and that's a great I don't know why it's like that it's so and I can only speak from my own experience but perhaps if you are from a particular class or neighborhood or whatever experience you have in a city that feels major and should feel very egalitarian and socialist in a Canadian way and for some it doesn't there's a lot of aggression on the outskirts it's also just like a lot of like Caribbean black people too, oh, right? Oh yeah, it's like it's so like it's a huge gonna, diaspora. I mean, it's gonna be turned, you know. <laughs> like I mean, that's why I asked if you've been to Carnival, like in like Trinidad or Toronto, because Toronto's Carabana is comparable. I heard it's lit. It's lit. I, I mean, it. when I, I heard it's a lot of things too. <laughs> I like it Yo, crowded. Yo, star, <laughs> them things is crowded, son. Yo, guy. I mean, I used to go to carabana you know you you go like the night before it's the version of juve which is really not juve traditionally but is really just the turn up and you can go we take a pause real quick yeah sure my friend brought me a sandwich downstairs can somebody absolutely taryn uh, i'm sorry our ghetto gastro guest is getting gastronomical treats delivered to them send it back to metro housing <laughs> <laughs> I still live in Metro Housing. That's the real drop, though. <laughs> but you know what? Also, Metro Housing gets a weird rap about it. Like, Metro Housing legit means gear. Like, mostly it's geared to income. If you have no income, then yes, it's geared to that. But mm-hmm. if you have low income, then it's also geared to that. Thank, thank you, you, Taryn. She sent to warm it up. Right, thank you. She sent to warm it up. That's what she said. <laughs> I said I like it warm, right? Versus oh, cold. Oh, shit. You did say. You said hot. But okay. then I had a bomb-ass sushi meal the other day. That's why I got conflicted. But then I recently got an allergy to, like, raw shellfish. So I'm, oh, well, no, raw, I'm sorry. Raw, raw crustaceans. So I'm like, yeah, let me just keep it cooked. Let me keep it hot and not too cold. But I like my pillow cold. You know what I'm saying? Don't we all? And I keep a silk case. You do? Real player shit. Do you keep that silk case for yourself or for your guests? I have two. <laughs> Does anyone else in here sleep with a silk pillowcase or bonnet or wrap? I do have. So here's the thing. I was gifted a pillowcase. Got a bonnet in my pocket too. I'm like Big Worm from Friday. Man. <laughs> I was gifted a silk pillowcase, but I. Um. I mean, I'd like to have more than one pillowcase. Like, I... You like a lot of pillows? I do. I like two pillows, at least. And then, you know, I have a partner, so we have four pillows. Okay. And then I have This shit is like the hotel. You got, like, pillows on pillows. I got pillows on pillows. (laughs) I do. But I have... I do the silk wrap. Okay. I do the pillow just because, like, sometimes I'm too lazy to grab. I'm often too lazy. I wish I had... silk pillows on pillows on pillows of silk but and oftentimes which is an issue i don't even use the pillow i'll just like i'll start on the pillow end up off the pillow but i like to have a pillow in between my knees so when i'm like on the side when i'm on the side you know what i'm saying my knees aren't touching that's very healthy real cozy shit that's very good for your alignment i need it too and circulation oh, all right you're giving me it just for me it's just comfort but now I, know I think that's benefits. like yeah, yeah, I think that's like not healthy, ergonomically correct. I like that. You know, you kind of cheated here because you got away from the rapid fire, 
So but I was firing rapidly. Let's you go. were, you were. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You were talking about Carabana. We was gonna. You, you were go, talking you was about going Carabana. On a, we were talking about things and it being crowded. <laughs> Let the record show. Fair. I'm gonna dial it back just a couple of questions, just to fuck with you a little bit and answer again. I'm okay? ready. Smooth or chunky? Smooth. Soca or reggae? Reggae. Fried or grilled? That's too long. You're cheating. Grilled. Oh, that doesn't count. That's not quick enough. Come it's, on, B. You, Let's you go. Ready? This and is, this, all right, go I ahead. know. That's it's the point. Hard. They're hard. Right, that's right. the point. I'm doing my research. All right, go ahead. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Fade or Afro? Fade. Egg and cheese or bagel and cream cheese? Ooh, egg and... But it got to have something <laughs> on it, though. Like, you can't... I would say neither for the, just those. Is, is it a bacon Twist. Egg? Is it a bacon, egg, and cheese? Is it a smoked salmon with lox on a cream cheese? I'm going to say bagel with cream cheese with some smoked salmon, a nice heirloom you tomato, know, some olive gastro? oil drizzle, some capers on it. Ghetto gastro. You know what I'm saying? Bang, bang. Ghetto gastro. Layers to the flavor. Wolf I, I appreciate that, but you know, the the test is to, to answer to my... Uh, look, let me Basic tell you about my school in history. I got banned from all New York City public schools. So that'll tell you a little bit about me and compliance. <laughs> but that's why I'm here now. I have a I little thing with authority. I didn't fit in the box. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you. I have a principle that I need to thank. For not kicking you out or for kicking you out? For kicking me out, but actually kicking me out with notice so that it wasn't an expulsion. Ah. And gi- and giving me the time to transfer. Okay, that's very sounds very Canadian. Yeah, it was very Canadian <laughs> of him. <laughs> um, was that all the rapid fire? Yeah, that was it. I feel like I did well. Y- you know, actually, I don't want to like poo poo on your experience, but you had more pauses than most. You were, but that's, you know, you're cerebral with that shit. That means you did really well Thank you. curating the questions. So that's not a knock on me, but definitely just showing your exemplary skill set. Watch this nigga of, mixing of up hosting some powerful Nah, just stuff. some real, real talk, real <laughs> talk, because, you know. Thank you. Usually I'm quick on my toes. I, w- I appreciate it. I'll take it. I've been paying attention. I'm also a fan. The fandom is mutual. Fandom is real. This nigga's a TED Talk <laughs> legit. Maybe you can be a fan when I've done some real global nah, shit. You, but you, you, making, um, you really changing shit. Like, this is a moment, John. I'm so happy that you're here for this. I'm, I'm I feel here. like you already have been, and it's really important for me to like be in conversation with people who are doing things differently and trying to like. But likewise their interests out there i'm super inspired by you and i'm sure a lot of other people are and they're not even ready for what's about to come because you're gonna have your foot on i was gonna say something that i probably shouldn't but you're gonna have your foot on people's necks that would be fitting for the tone of the evening wouldn't it i was gonna start saying like (laughs) saltines saltines say it just say it they was gonna cancel me no one's gonna That's why he you. didn't come to Switzerland. <laughs> I was gonna go to. I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this and not at Art Basel right now. But shout out to Joanna. Shout out and to Courtney. Joe and Court and the whole whoever squad, whoever is doing that thing at Basel, because I, I felt really relieved to be honest. I feel, I feel privileged all of the time. I never, you know, dismiss 
the privilege that I have day to day, especially like moving forward. I feel like it's always really refreshing. I mean, I have a job, I have a salary, I have a space opening. I'm able to like work with beautiful people. I'll be like, yo, I want this person to be my editor. I want to come here and record. I want to write this thing. I mean, this is privilege that we have. You know what I'm saying? Abundance. Abundance. And I was asked about my art fair schedule preference. And I was like, hmm, do I have to go? Non-existent? And they're like, no, you don't have to. Um, It's just a courtesy. You know, directors, we like to know what your intentions are. I was like, "Mm, my intentions are to not go to. But we're going to have Miami pop We're going to have my. I am going to be in Miami. It's really, and also like shout out to David Zwerner, no shade about art fairs for real. I just feel like I'm really in the zone of opening a space mm-hmm. in Basel right now. All of the art fairs are right now. It's I'm too about crazy. to open a space too, next month. It's it like too crazy. Armory, Fashion Basel, Week, Met Gala. Ma- Met Gala, fashion this, fashion that, opening a show in London at Art Gallery, Freeze London, Masters and Contemporary, FIOC in Paris. And then I open my space. I'm like, I don't think I should be at any of those. Yeah, focus on your focusing four, on, on, four on what's walls, happening. Yeah, on the four walls. yeah. Um, but you'll get the invite. I hope so. You're on the list. I need to be in the preview. I, I need to be there like before everybody else. I, I want to be there when they like when paint is drying. Done. Also, when I, you, I want when you smudge in the spot with the sage and the Palo Santo. You know, I'm smudging with sage. I can't fuck with Palo Santo because because the environment is going extinct or you just don't oh like i don't the smell. know i just don't like the smell uh, i love the smell i feel like it it's triggering for some weird really? association of like first year of university when i tried to move away from home and it was not a good experience it was like a lot of hippies that was burning that stuff where you went yeah it was like i don't know if i'd call them hippies but um what do i say <laughs> i don't know i was young away from home liberal whites <laughs> I'll say this. I lived in a dorm that had three floors with four packed wings on each floor, and there were two black people. Wow. So a lot of Birkenstocks? Birkenstocks, fleece pants, these like... People not wearing deodorant? I don't know. I was like one Matt, of, was I was, it like... I was one of the few freshmen who had a solo room. I didn't even oh, have a you, roommate. Oh, I you was, was really, lit. I was lit. I had you was, a, you was out here. I had a radio show. Shout out Mario. Fat Fridays. Fat Fridays with a PH. Oh, man. Fat, <laughs> shout out to Kimora. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, your mom was a MC before my we... Aunt, your my aunt. aunt. My auntie, AK. What was her rap? Her rap name was AK. She was part of a, a group called, I think, Fifth City Mob. She was the only girl in it. Brother M was in it. My aunt. My aunt's a G, like, she, she, it's been times where, where, <laughs> it's funny, because I always get in this, I'm like, what can I say, what can I say, but I just really don't give a fuck. Um, I was talking to a friend, and I guess, like, we might have been, like, you could tell in our body language that we weren't agreeing in the point, and I, I, once again, like, in my past life, things might get aggressive and heated, and she grabbed the joint, and she was ready to steam him, and I'm like, chill, 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 nah, like, he's good, we good, like. <laughs> Yo, tell your aunt to roll through. I'm, I'm going to show you. If, yeah, I, I, I will. She'd love to. That she, would be awesome. She's hilarious. Yeah. She's like. She, Maybe we should have her as a special guest. We should. We should definitely. She, she's doing things. She's making films now. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I would also like to have. I had Akeem Smith on here. Oh, shout out to. And we talked about. No Gal Contest. Amazing. And the Ouch Crew. And I was like, yo, let's get 
was like, fuck y'all niggas. Let's get these like bad yeah. ass women who have been doing who, shit who long before y'all even existed. Who groomed us. Groomed y'all. The first humans. The the mother of all this shit. We even called on Akeem's episode, we like phone we called Carlene Dance Hall Queen on the show. Anyways, we're for real. All right, no, nah, we could do that. Could do I'm like raised that. by all like black women and like Everything I, everything I have or I've seen, I attest to the black women in my life. I was just going to ask if you have someone special in your life, but you don't have to answer. You can just smile across the table. You know, I have Jesus. You know, I've been, I've been thinking, thinking. I shouldn't. Sc- I shouldn't. <laughs> nah, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, shout out Jesus. A brother got love. You know, the love is perpetual. Somebody listening to this episode might be upset. Nah, I said I got love. (laughs) They know who they are. That's good. Shout out love. I love love. I always have this thing of talking about like why I never like put certain aspects of my private life public. And it it comes from a place of like I've had girlfriends in my and when I was in the street. Right. Like one of my shout out to Nikki. One of one of my, my shorties, she was like literally got death threats. Like and I had to. Like not just death threats, like on the phone, like cats coming to the job, like yeah, wow. we, like we here for your nigga, and if if, and I gotta pull up with this, so so it's like for me, it's like, I don't want people that don't really know me to necessarily know all of the things I love and who I love, and not like I'm living in a high risk kind of environment, but those are just trauma points that still these are still things I think about. Like I feel like, yeah, you I, know, I totally, just, I don't want to, I just. I haven't been able, I haven't talked about this since this article came out in W Mag and I had a really wonderful experience with the writer because shut up Brooke she really took the time to understand what it was I was interested in or trying to do but when I read the copy she actually says in the article something about I'm paraphrasing now but something about like my body language shifting or like hesitancy to talk about myself because I get I get on weird alert in a way that maybe is not productive but just inherent to me to not talk about something where somebody could find some entry point into what I don't want them to have an entry point to Mm -hmm. so when I do an interview I was like they'll be like so where did you grow up and I'm like "Uh, next question I mean there's, I could answer easily, but maybe I don't want, I just don't want to go there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I feel you. Yeah, love I, is love. You got love. Yeah, I got love. Mad love. We keep them on the close friends link. I like it crowded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> Yo, um, John, thank you for being here. Oh, no, I'm having such a good time. Like, I wish we didn't, I wish we could keep going because. This is we literally having a conversation we would have without Mike's being here. Yeah, we going on a on a on a journey because yes. we're talking about music and particular things, but we just shooting the shit, which is which is amazing. So let's make sure we do this more often. I agree. I agree. I hope to make this a regular thing with my friends and guests. And I'm trying to be like Boosie on DJ Vlad or Crunchy Black. Like I'm trying to keep coming back. <laughs> oh, yo, that's a whole nother right? Is it that we look? All right, well. 15 more minutes on another another subject. Another, I also want to talk about Cool Keith, but... Um, See, like, you, you go deep. Like, you're really... This, you're in the right field, because you're not, you're not surface level. You, like, 
Dr. Octagonicologist. I was about to say, how many? I'm like, he has like how many pseudums? Like, Dr. Octagonicologist, Black Elvis. Those are my two at the four. Um, he also did a great collab with MF Doom, who's my fave. But there's some cool Keith, you know, I was going to play Sex Styles All tonight. Caps. All caps. When you spell a man's name, you know? I, I'd like to implement that in my lifestyle. Yeah, just real rem- like maybe every time I there's somebody who writes something about me, I'll be like, yo, just remember all caps. My friend Dream Hampton, she's all lowercase after bell hooks. Bell hooks. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in your mind, like when people drill that in you, I'm like, oh shit, let me not make, <laughs> let me make sure that D is in capital when I'm sending this text. That's real though. I have a, I've started, um, not started it sounds like it's a performance but i include my middle initial mm. and it started very bureaucratically because i'm a legal alien and i needed some way for immigration who always fucks with me which is might be a surprise to some people but i never i can never travel internationally without getting stopped stopped or, or like especially if it's newark especially if i fly into newark it's inevitable wow. jfk is not so bad LaGuardia is also not as bad as, like, Newark is in ne- next level. I'll always get pulled into a room or, like, just hold up the whole line until somebody, because they actually Google me. So you're not flying United? Nah, but you, you know what? I was just went to Cambridge, to Boston, and they tried to book me United, and I nixed it. I was like, nah, Delta only. Delta well, or JetBlue. Well, Delta's better, p- period. But, th- but United does have flights out of LaGuardia. That's the cheat code. They do, but maybe it's too limited. Is, is United like the metro housing of airlines? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what's going on? Are we, is there a hierarchy? What I do know is I don't have air miles with United, so fuck that, and I want oh, so Delta you, all you're day. You're running up. Keep that I'm status. I'm running up that. I that's want the platinum. One, that's the one benefit of these art fairs on uh, the, the man's dime. Yeah, you book it rack on their dime, and you put your air miles in there. Rack the miles up. Rack the miles up. Family vacation. For real, because I'm, I'm overdue. I feel it. Do you have family you, in the Caribbean? You deserve. I do not, but I have, like, really good friends in the Cayman. My partner, P, is from Barbados, and then I'm from the Bronx. I had roti for, for lunch this today. What kind? Bonus goat. I had a nah nah. I had a, a sh- curry shrimp in the baby wrap. shrimp or big. Sh- they it's do pretty. The baby. It's pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Oh, it's big. It's big. Like not. It's like in between. It's not like a huge prawn, but it's not like tiny, tiny shrimp. I actually have an opinion about the curry shrimp, unless um, at least you Trini roti. Of, you got a kind of my spot. This is Trini roti for I, roses. I prefer the baby shrimp in it because mm. to get the real simmer of the curry, I think the baby shrimp holds up stronger because it doesn't get tough it can't it's more of like the shrimp flavor that they hold yeah yeah but when you get bigger it gets like stringy i might have an unpopular opinion i've had some killer surinamese roti oh no 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 i mean i'm not saying it's better it's killer but it's like when also I was, sri lankan i haven't had the sri lankan <laughs> roti. killer where do you get that? Is that they got that in toronto yeah oh. They, got they, they have, I think we have, a, no, I don't know, I don't want to confuse Sri Lankan with, we have like a Bangladesh, I don't know what the proper terminology is, Bengal or Bangladeshi, or we have a community um, in the Bronx, by, by where J-Lo is from, by Castle Hill, 
But I don't know if they have any restaurants, and I don't know if they do roti, but I have to try the Sri Lankan. Delicious. But I've had the Surinamese, and it's this spot called Rop Ram in Amsterdam. And I was like, yo, this shit is type hidden. Chicken joint, and they wrap it like a burrito, though. So mm. it's not, like, folded like the Trini joint over with the with the chickpea in you it. You got to get the chickpea flour, though. It has to yeah. be so messy. Yeah, it got to... I got, I got, it looks like a murder scene yeah. in the bowl when you're done. It's like all types of evidence and shit. Where Slight pepper. Slight. I got, I went heavy pepper today. Oh, I was okay. like, because the spot was closed the whole pandemic and it just opened. Like we just shot them. We we just worked, we working on a book called Black Power Kitchen. We just shot them for Rosa, the woman and her son. But it was close. I thought they were going to, like, I thought it was a wrap. So I was so happy to see it back open. And I was like, let me go hit the. Hit the roti spot, went to go get hit the juice spot, you know, got a green smoothie with the beets in it, a little bit of shot of tiger with, bone. Um, what's it called? Irish moss? Oh, yeah, they put they put sea moss in yeah, it. Yeah, sea moss. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing the moss thing forever since a, since a ute. Doubles? Double seed. My spot, they don't do doubles at, at that spot. Have they, you ever been to Trinidad? I haven't. When are you going? Um, I don't know. My father lives in Tobago. Okay. Um, but most of my family's internet proper spread between very far north and very far south. Um, but the best thing ever, also, like, you can get, like, oysters on the side of the road that are just, like, the freshest, most delicious oysters you've ever seen. And they take, they, like, shuck them and just put them in a styrofoam cup and put, like, little pep- pepper sauce. sauce and like you mix it and you just like eat one oyster at a time but it's just like a dollar for a cup of oysters that they've just shucked and the doubles are the same you have like how we have hot dog and pretzel carts here you just have like double guy oh, at the side of the road and you like fine. and they also have the like water bottle to wash your hands after because you're just like dipping it in oh so good anyways we need a trini trip let's do a trini trip let's do a trini artist residency isn't Chris Ophelia out there? Chris Ophelia's out there. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with all the shits. Yo, let's talk offline, Star. All right, Star. John, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, thanks for having me. It really felt like a vibe, and I'm happy that you were on board. Like I said, you got the, you got the code. If anybody really wants the code of how to get John out, don't text me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hold up, wait. Uh, I've been trying to get this guy to do a podcast for. Six. It's going to be people like, we sent forty emails <laughs> back and forth, and it's like, yo, come <laughs> from hell on earth, and then you can get this nigga on your podcast. Yeah, facts. Let me see if my exit music for anyone listening. This is actually the song "Blue Cheese" by UMCs. Oh, and I got one statement to close out. Yes. Pink panties resonate so much with me because it's not about the sexual nature of when Keem says we're overdue for some sucking and overdue for some fucking. It's just time for us to fuck the game because it's been fucking us. You know what I'm saying? So give us what, what, what they owe us, man. Give us what they owe us. Man, This your B-side is going to be killer. I'm ready. Let's Seriously. get it. Um, I'm going to run five miles to that B-side. Thank you so much for being here for real. Shout out Taryn. Shout out Sai. Thank you both big for shouts. your we're big no- shouts dedication. We're nothing without you. It's the truth though. And yeah. 
see y'all next episode, baby. This playlist is going to be killer. Thanks, John. Thank you. Call me up, you